0: Circle, yes we rotate. Three hundred and sixty degrees, ha ha. Three hundred and sixty degrees, ha ha. Three hundred and six, three hundred and six, three hundred and sixty degrees, ha ha.
1: Good evening everyone and welcome to Full Circle, your cultural affairs radio magazine produced by members and graduates of the First Voice Apprenticeship Program. We're broadcasting from our studios in Huchen, occupied Ohlone territory, now known to settlers as the East Bay Area. I'm Joy Moore, Apprentice Group 20 in Lake here with Sharon Peterson, Group 43, Dry Long So Rising. We're your host tonight, and it's all about joyful expression, laughter in particular. And on our show tonight, first, we'll hear from First Voice Apprentices with a Vox Pop about laughter. Then, Felix Lee reflects on animal laughter. Also, Taishi and Erini share their favorite Hari Kandaboglu clips, a very funny conscious comedian. And we'll hear
2: two renowned African-American women comedians, Moms Mabley and Aya DeLeon. Finally, full circle producer and first voice graduate and co-host tonight, Joy Moore, shares her storytelling skills at the Women's Visionary Conference in Oakland, California in 2019. All that, plus some music to help us be happy. We're your hosts... I'm Sharon Peterson. And I'm Joy Moore. All that tonight on Full Circle. Keep it
1: locked. Welcome back to Full Circle. Joy Moore here, hosting with Sharon Peterson. Tonight we're celebrating and honoring the importance of laughter, chuckles, mirth, hilarity, and all things that are funny and make us happy. We need this, especially now in the times we find ourselves in. Full circle graduate apprentice Frank Sterling hit the streets to get people's opinions on why it's important to keep on laughing.
3: Why is it important to keep on laughing? So you keep your sanity, I guess. Because if you don't laugh, you'll go crazy, I think. I don't know.
4: It's joy. Joy is important, you yeah? It's important to keep on laughing because if you take life too seriously, you'll go insane. you be
5: crazy, you know what I mean? Look, I look at you and I laugh.
6: <laughs> I see the funny in everything,
5: <laughs> you know? Laughter, laughter is the best medicine in the world, you know? Anybody who doesn't like a comedian has got a
7: problem.
8: Because I'm alive today. Can you believe it? I wouldn't have thought this 21 years ago, that I'd be alive today and I'd have all these friends.
4: Because it exercises every single muscle in your body, in your face, every muscle in your abs, everything in your body. When you're laughing, everything is moving in your body. Every muscle is being used. I think it's healthy for you and it stimulates
8: your blood and things in your brain and it's for all over good health.
0: Because you start laughing at others and then you can learn you can laugh at yourself, too. And that's sometimes the funniest stuff of all, the Then you can laugh at yourself, that'll get you laughing the hardest. Why is it important to keep on laughing?
9: Part of it is it lightens your heart. It makes people around you laugh because it's very contagious
6: and I had a good answer a minute ago. Now stop. <laughs> You're so bad.
2: (laughs) Uh, it eases
6: stress. I just like the fact that it makes other people laugh and can change other people's moods, too. So, therefore, it's got to be better for you medically.
3: Well, I think it's important to keep laughing because it frees your spirit and keeps you from uh, focusing on all the bad stuff that's going on in the world today. Focusing on the positive.
4: Because it, it, it strengthens our heart. You know, it, it releases the endorphins in our head. Man, it, 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 it releases some chemical in our brain. It strengthens
5: our heart. It makes our heart feel good. And it helps us grow, you know?
10: Laughter is the best medicine.
3: For Full Circle, this is Free Will and Franklin saying keep on laughing.
2: Oh my gosh, that's funny.
7: Ohh! Oh <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: Thank you, Franklin. As we will keep saying tonight, laughter is important. Next is First Voice Apprentice, Felix Lee, sharing some thoughts about animals and their abilities to express joy and laughter. Check it out.
8: So what's the deal with animals and laughter? Remember back to when you were a child Engaged in a thrilling game of chase or tag with your playmates? Recall the moments in play that were accompanied by uncontrollable laughter and giggling as you chased one another through fantastically imagined landscapes and scenarios. This dynamic between laughter and play and tickling is an ancient one closely linked in our brains. And we acquire the ability to experience this associative social tool before we even learn to speak. And this observation has finally prompted modern science to ask the question, do animals other than ourselves laugh? I'd like to add as an aside that we hold as humans a ridiculous and pretentiously superior view of ourselves over other species, and we repeatedly diminish the value and the complexity of their experiences as living beings. That said, recently ongoing research and studies at the beginning of the millennium on rats, monkeys, apes, and dogs have affirmed what I already personally suspected. Now I bet you're wondering what these other mammalian laughs could sound like, and what's so funny for these other beasts? Let's have a listen and find out. First up, an animal that's been a vermin, a house pet, and one of our favorite scientific guinea pigs, the rat. Scientists use special tools to pick up the high frequency chirps that rats make when tickled, and when young rats engage in play. And apparently, rats really like being tickled and will come back for more time and time again. Our closer primate relatives have varying laughs that sound somewhat like human laughs and giggles and they come out during play and through tickling. The panting behavior of dogs during play chasing is another instance of animal laughter and this next clip is a dog in his dream chasing who knows what though we can imagine. In all, our compatriots of other species have partaken of laughter and an association with play for eons before we humans even entered the scene. And so maybe now, it's time for us to take a tip on humor from them and learn something new about our world. Happy April Fool's.
2: Welcome back. This is Full Circle and I'm your host, Sharon Peterson, here with Joy Moore. Here at Full Circle we're always looking for new voices and we want to hear yours. Please apply to the KPFA First Voice Apprenticeship Program. We need folks to learn how to produce radio and be a representative voice for you and your community. For more info and to apply go to kpfaprentice.org, or you can write us at KPFA Apprenticeship 1929 Martin Luther King Jr. Way, Berkeley, California 94704 or call us at 510-848-6767
1: extension 235. Applications accepted through February. Join us and or share this opportunity with someone you know who might be interested. Now for some inspirational music. Bobby McFerrin makes us happy with his song, Don't Worry, Be Happy. We'll be right back.
11: Here's a little song I wrote. You might want to sing it note for note. Don't worry when you worry, your face will frown, and that will bring everybody down. So don't worry, be happy, don't worry, be happy now. Don't worry, be happy.
1: Wow, what a great song. I love Bobby McFerrin. And I'll never forget that he came to Malcolm X Elementary School and performed a free concert when it was still called Lincoln to support our community efforts to change the name to Malcolm X. What a gracious human being he is. Love, love, love this man and his music.
2: Okay. Now let's get a blast of laughter from Moms Mabley, an African-American septuagenarian who was fabulous. She performed for over 40 years and was the first African-American woman comedian I'd ever seen on TV.
1: She was born in White Plains, New York as Loretta Mary Aiken on March 19, 1894, and she performed until she passed at 81 on May 23rd, 1975. Known by her stage name, Jackie Moms Mabley, she was an American stand-up comedian and actress who passed from us too soon, and she was still working. She wasn't known for many one miners, which is a popular form of comedy today. She told really funny stories, usually about sex, but many other things too. Her dialect may be a little difficult to follow, but listen carefully. I hope to grow up and be like her. Following will be two performances, the first on the Smothers Brothers show in 1967, and the last piece was taped on the Ed Sullivan show in 1970. Let's listen and laugh with her now.
4: I'd like to introduce to you now a lady who's been one of the most popular comedians in the United States for over 40 years. Now, some of you may have uh, not heard of her yet. She's only started recently uh, doing television, but she's often been called the funniest woman in the world. And after spending a week, Tom and I rehearsing and working with her, we. We heartily agree. Ladies and gentlemen, meet Moms Mabley. Uh,
6: Oh, that's
4: wonderful. I'd like to tell you, Moms, it's just great having you on our show tonight. Honey, and it's great being on your show. (laughs)
6: Oh, yes, I enjoy listening to you and your dumb brother. You know, this is the kind of show that people can enjoy.
4: Good, clean, dirty fun. <laughs> we <needed that. laughs> well, anyway, moms, it is a pleasure to have you here. And uh, I know you came all the way from New York to do the yes, show. Yes, I did. did yes, you, I did. Did you uh, fly, take the train? Yes, I, I
6: I, flew. You flew out. But I won't flew back. <laughs>
12: you take the jet.
6: That's the first time I ever been on a plane and the last time. Honey, no sooner I got up behind no the Empire State, something went clunk up in my head and my ears stopped up. Couldn't hear nothing. Oh, you talk about somebody being miserable. But that little girl on the plane was so nice. So, your stewardess? Yeah, the stewardess, best of little heart. She tried to do all she could. She said, Mom, I can't hear nothing, honey. I can't hear nothing. She said, Mom, chew this chewing gum. Maybe that'll help you, you know? I chewed and chewed and in Evna. We started over Denver across them mountains and got caught in an electric star. And that plane started dipping and I started dipping with it. My head started going around. I couldn't hear nothing. I said, do something for me, honey. I'll die. She said, Mom, drop your jaw and i misunderstood. Well,
4: I caught a terrible cold. All right. <laughs> well, anyway, now that you're here and you're over your cold, uh... Uh, how do you like it out here in sunny California? Oh, I love it. I've been out here before,
6: you know. Oh, you I never will forget. Oh, yes, mom's been out here gang I was out here working. <laughs> I was out here. <laughs> I was out here working, and I told the lady in front. I said, madam, I said, where I live back, you'd like to give me some more money so I can get a tax. Because it's dangerous walking down them streets. And, and and because I remember one night I got off the bus and started home. No student. And I was walking on home. A young man walked up to me. He said, "Mom, give me some money." I said, "Give you some money." He said, "Mom, I ain't got no people. My mother and father's dead." He started crying. He said, "I ain't got no sisters and brothers. No no nothing. I ain't got nowhere to eat." I ain't got nowhere to sleep. Say, Mom, I ain't got nothing but this gun. Morning, Mom. I love to put my arms around your son young and all. You know, Mom don't like old men. No. Anytime you see me with my arms around an old man, I'm holding him for the police. <laughs>
4: I'm almost afraid to ask you the next question, but huh? he says I'm afraid to ask you the next question, but I will anyway. Yeah, because I have to. Yeah, you
7: better.
4: What kind of work were you doing when you were out here? Were you uh, working television? Show? Well, you know, I work for the government. Government? Yes, I'm a spy. <laughs>
6: I. E. Spy. The only one that owns up to it, the United States. I am a United States
4: spy. Well, that's wonderful. That's a glamorous job. You know, I've noticed there's a lot of Negroes now holding glamorous government jobs. Oh, yes. Very desirable jobs. Like I just read recently about uh, our first Negro astronaut. Did you know about that?
6: Why, of course I know about it. I'm the one that caused him to get the job.
4: <laughs> <laughs>
6: yeah, when them men would come from, you remember them two men that come down in the ask to give that big ticker tape parade for on, you know, on Fifth Avenue in New York? 10,000 people lined up on Fifth Avenue. Of course, I was in the crowd, you know, doing that line and spying, you know? <laughs> and all at once, I happened to look and watch the expression on some colored men's face. I run out to Kennedy Airport, grabbed me an airplane, went down to Washington, and just as I was walking across the, the White House lawn, I spied him coming over from the House of Representatives. I said, hey, hey, Lyndon. Lyndon, come here, boy. I say, get something up in the air quick. I say, I'm telling you now, get something colored up in the air quick. <laughs> Martin Luther King march on your buns. <laughs> you say, Mom? Don't you know I didn't think about that? You're right, Mom. What would I do without you? I said, get somebody up that quick. He said, where can I get a gang of colored men right away? A whole crowd of colored men. I said, 125th Street and 7th (laughs) Avenue. Get anything you want on 125th Street and 7th Avenue. And a whole lot of things you don't want. (laughs) Put it all in the paper, all on radio, everywhere. All in the Times, everything. Want all the colored men to meet at the 125th Street and 7th Avenue in front of the Teresa Hotel at 3 o'clock next Thursday evening. Next Thursday evening, there's 3,000 men, 3,000 colored men lined in front of the Teresa Hotel. The man walked out on the platform. He said, I never saw such bravery in all my life. Here's 3,000 colored men ready to go up for their country. So I don't know which one to choose. All of them are capable of going. Said, but well, I wanna be fair. So I'm gonna throw a feather out. I say the one that the feather lights on will be the first colored man to go up to the accident. <laughs> he throwed the feather out, you ought to see them cats. <laughs> <laughs>
4: I so better be moving on. I'll oh, see wait, y'all later. Wait, wait, wait a minute, Mom. You can't go yet. You haven't sung a song. Don't you want to sing a song for us?
6: Oh, son, Mom, my singing days are over. Son, yeah. I
4: can't sing. Oh, sure, you can. They want to hear it. Let's have it here for Mom. Sing a song, right? <laughs> okay. Hey, okay, Mom, the stage is yours.
6: Say, son, hit Georgia Brown and see it from it. <laughs> I ain't no damn, maybe it got a shave. Georgia Brown, two left feet but oh so neat. Georgia Brown, they all try and wanna die over Georgia Brown. I tell you just why. You know mom don't lie, not much. It's been said we'd we to when she comes to town. And baby, it's really a shame how mom cools her down. Stop. Oh, way down to work on the bus this evening, Mr. Southern, and a man, a drunk, got on the bus. Looked at the lady, he says, you sure is ugly. <laughs> the woman says, I can't help how I look. He looked at her again, he say, you could try staying at home. <laughs> Y'all got to laugh louder than that cause I can't hear good. <laughs> Woman sick in the hospital. Also, a lot of people sick nowadays. Woman's in the hospital, she was dying. She wanted to make a confession before she died, so she sent for her husband. <laughs> <laughs> he came over to the hospital, cried. She said, I've died. She said, Yes, I know. He said, but I got a confession to make, honey, before I die, I haven't been true to you. I've been running around. He said, yes, I know. That's the reason I poisoned you. <laughs> Not yet, wait, wait, I'll tell you when. Oh, <laughs> But if I only could get rid of that old man, that old man I married, I married one and he died, thank goodness, <laughs> and I married another, and he's worse than the one before. Come saying to me this evening, and say, wouldn't you be surprised if, if I got up and kissed you I said I'd be surprised if you got up. <laughs> he said, if you fool with me, i I you know I'd hit you up beside your head with my fist. If I wasn't afraid, I'd get life in prison. I said, well, you wouldn't have long to b- b- wait. Not long. I said, in fact, they should give you more time than that. He said, for what? Say, I'm going to surprise you. I say, when? (laughs) I never seen a man dead and yet living. (laughs) Ugly. Now don't you children get me wrong. Mom, I've been accused of liking young men and I'm guilty. (laughs) And I'm going to get guilty. I want nothing over some old money. To buy me some young ideas.
2: That's all I want. Wow, what a wonderful comedian. I love, love this woman. Welcome back to Full Circle, right here on 94.1 FM, KPFA, and KPFA.org. You just heard two skits from famed African-American comedian, Moms Mapley. We heard Old Men from The Ed Sullivan Show, and a bonus sketch from the Smothers Brothers
1: Comedy Hour. We will post links to both of these videos on our website, kpfaprentice.org, just after the show tonight. Now, let's keep the laughter and the happiness flowing with this quick music break by Pharrell Williams. This is Happy.
10: instinct
2: We just heard Happy by Pharrell Williams. Now let's fast forward to the 21st century. This next African-American woman comedian is fantastic, and she has a great following and a strong presence on Full Circle. She's made us laugh here many, many times. Please enjoy Aya de Leon.
9: I love sensitive guys. You know, guys who go see chick flicks, get depressed about the state of the world, and didn't get laid much in high school. And not just because they're grateful when you go out with them. Get a clue, people. Sensitive guys are sexy. Of course, 10 years ago, I used to like emotionally monochromatic, sexually aggressive bad boy types, but that's just because I hadn't had any therapy yet. Now, Now I am clear that men can commit no act of rebellion as daring as crying. And you gotta be one tough to hold on to your sensitivity through this hazing from hell called growing up male in America with very few role models, I might add, which is why I'm gonna save up my money and start a cable TV network. The Sensitive Guy Channel. All sensitive guys all the time. Yes. Yes, there will be cop shows. But the star will realize he hates being a cop, and he'll go off to follow his true calling, to be an artist, veterinarian, or preschool teacher. Yeah, there'll be daytime soap operas, and they'll be different. They'll have both gay and straight couples. My network will fight stereotypes. Not all sensitive guys are gay, and not all gay guys are sensitive. There'll be a high school show called Sensitive Guys from South Central. And they'll have sensitive guy gangs walking around talking about, where my sensitive at? And they'll have sensitive guy gang signs like. There'll also be a music show. You know you gotta have a music show. And the most requested video will be the one with the hip hop MC sensitive black guy. And he'll be wearing sweats and sneakers from a garage sale. No gold whatsoever. And he'll be driving down the street in his mother's jacked up 1982 Nissan Sentra. And he'll be rapping about social and political issues to the beat of the AM only radio and following him down the street will be this pack of supermodels, all hot to get him in bed. Towards the end of the video, Tyra Banks will finally corner him, and he'll tell her, very sensitively of course, that, uh, yo Tyra, you know what I'm saying? Uh, you seem like a very nice person, but sex makes me feel hella vulnerable. I don't know you. (laughs) I'm saying, I would need some time, see what I'm saying, to build up the intimacy between us, which I ain't really available for because, yo, I got a girlfriend, ma. She's like a brainy girl with glasses. She outweighs all y'all supermodels by at least 50 pounds. Yo. Yo, yo, I'm, I'm madly in love with this girl. I'm mad committed to that relationship. Of course, on the TV show, I would play the girlfriend. And finally, on the Sensitive Guy channel, there will be news shows and none of the anchors will be Choking on a suit and a tie, and they will report how many boys get sexually abused, and how many boys get beaten, and how many boys get bullied, and how many boys get told they're bad, stupid, lazy, pitiful, worthless, failures, will never amount to anything, or going straight to hell, and are just like their fathers. Whoa. And suddenly, hearing all that, men's behavior in the news and all the other networks will start to make sense. But. Until I can raise the money for my network, I'm gonna go around reading this poem, telling the world that I love sensitive guys, which is really to say that I love all guys, because even those emotionally monochromatic, sexually aggressive bad boy types are really sensitive guys, waiting to happen as soon as we make this society kind enough for men to really be themselves. All right. You're
2: listening to Full Circle 94.1 FM or KPFA.org. I'm Sharon Peterson, and I'm joined by my co-host. Joy Moore. We just heard Sensitive Guys by Aya De Leon from her 2004 CD, Joy in the Struggle. Spoken word for this moment.
1: Tonight, we explore the gift of laughter together with words and music to help us smile, chuckle, laugh, guffaw. Love that word, by the way. It's a loud or boisterous burst of laughter, and it sounds like one, too. (laughs) The next clip we're going to share was produced by two more graduate apprentices who share the comedy of Harry Kondabolu, He's a very extremely conscious and funny comedian. Please enjoy.
8: So we have this clip by Hari Kondambolu, is an American stand-up comic who managed to respectfully poke fun at the social issues such as poverty, racism, and a rejection of Indian stereotypes. Seen in the media. He regularly comes to San Francisco and Oakland and just had his first Comedy Central show in February. Thanks to VSTAR for pulling these clips.
3: So let me talk about something perhaps we can all relate to. Chocolate. Yeah, yeah, we all know or like chocolate, yes? Chocolate. Chocolate is great. I love chocolate. Here's why I love chocolate so much. You see, in this country, a person is assumed to be white unless otherwise specified. That's why I like chocolate. Because when you first think of chocolate, you think of something brown. And if you think of white chocolate first, well, then you're a racist. Honestly. Come on. Who's thinking of chocolate in that situation exactly? And here's the bigger question. Why did we need white chocolate to begin with? All right, what was wrong with chocolate? It's chocolate, it's great. Why did we need to make white chocolate? Do you love the taste of chocolate, but can't stand looking at it? We'll try some white chocolate, huh? It's from the people that brought you white Jesus.
8: All right, so that was Hari Kondambolu. Um, his website is
12: H-A-R-I-K-O-N-D-A-B-O-L-U.com. All right, and now it's time for for a joke that I've gotten. If you don't like the joke, you can f- please do call in. Let folks know I will not be answering the phone, so it does not matter if you do not like it and call in. Um, just to give you some background on the process that went into tonight, we had a number of very tough sessions with our group, where we gauged each other's humor and ability to make others laugh. After a number of grueling sessions, fortunately, we found that I was the only person available to co-host with Taishi today.
8: (laughs) Inside joke.
12: (laughs) Okay, good, good. But seriously, there are many benefits to humor and laughter. And this is one of the reasons why Taishi and I were so excited to bring you all this show. Uh, when we talk about humor and laughter, we're really, or I really am talking about humor, mirth, that positive emotion that comes along with humor and laughter. The magic trio, they say this trio helps people with diabetes, that it keeps cancer at bay, and that it can even make you more attractive to the one whose attention you're trying to attract, even if the that person does not necessarily think you are so trustworthy or so intelligent so you know not so bad for those for that magic trio keep them laughing (laughs) and studies have shown that laughing can cause a drop in the blood's concentration of the stress hormone cortisol which is very very important and they also say that a humorous perspective can help you create a cognitive distance between some of the disappointments in life, such as a job loss and a love loss, both also very important in today's, today's world. So to give you some dose of that goodness provided by laughter, up next, we have another clip by Hadi. This is my favorite.
3: I was at this party last week and this guy came up to me and he's like, ''Hey man, where are you from?'' So so I told him, uh, ''I'm from Queens, New York.'' ''But wait, but wait.'' And then he's like, ''No, I mean, where are you really from?'' Which for those of you who don't know, that's code for, ''No, I mean, why aren't you white?'' Uh, ''I noticed your skin was a different color than mine.'' ''Why?'' Why this? Why? Pi- pigment? Pic- why? Ethnic? Why-, why this? What kind of animal are you? And, um, I, was, I was offended, clearly, and uh, I was offended because this man had judged me based on the color of my skin and not by my more important qualities, which of course are the softness and smoothness of my skin, traits I have carefully cultivated with the extensive use of cocoa butter. (laughs) Yes, Hari Kondabolu uses cocoa butter. Just the other day, I went to the supermarket to get some more cocoa butter when I noticed the cocoa butter had been moved to the ethnic needs section (laughs) of my supermarket. And at first I was happy. I'm like, ethnic needs, end of police brutality, more access to healthcare, (laughs) more educational opportunities, finally. No, no. Just hair relaxers and cocoa butter, apparently.
1: Welcome back to Full Circle, right here on 94.1 KPFA and at kpfa.org. That was a clip from apprentices Erini and Taishi from a 2011 comedy show they produced featuring Hari Kandabolu. Thank you, Franklin and Ms. M, for selecting and pulling those clips from the archives. All right, let's take another music break. This is the Black History Month Rap Anthem. The song celebrates African-American heroes and was produced at Nickelodeon. It was written and performed by Idris Goodwin. Take a listen.
13: Left to the right, top to the floor. When I say black history, say it's yours. Black history, it's yours. Black history, yes, it's yours and we say it loud and proud again there's no america without the african fighting to get it equal black history the story of the people black history it's yours black history yes it's yours it's yours only 28 days in the month of february it's just a kickoff, we don't stop till every textbook and every class give up the glory. The true and living facts are his and her story. People want to know why we still celebrate it. Robe been rocky and we made it, we elated. Our survivors, strivers, fighters, singers, get us dropping names like we have but fingers. Rosa king, X-Truth, the greatness, Ali, Fred Douglas, these are the basics, but how about Bessie Coleman, the fly aviatrix, or Katherine Johnson, who helped launch the spaceships, or Louis Latimer, illuminating homes, or Dr. Shelley Jackson, improving telephones, or Fred McKinley Jones, keeping ice cream cold, I could go on and on until my body get old, left to the right, top to the floor, when I say black history, say it's yours, black history, it yours black history yes it's yours fought the revolution in both world wars black history it's yours black history yes it's yours black history yes it's yours gotta say it loud and proud again there's no america without the african Fighting to get it equal. Black history, the story of the people. We gave you traffic lights to stop the crash, almanacs, gas furnace, and gas masks. Gave you hip hop, tealer rock, blues, and jazz, and fresh new dances with flaring pizzazz. Automatic gear shifts to move the cars, potato chips and peanut butter in jars. Laundry dryers, home security systems, super soakers and suspenders. I could go on listing. Many contributions across institutions, Supreme Court and ball court. It's been an evolution. And we sing it every day. Blue notes like Harold Melvin for this Billy Holiday. We know what's going on. Thanks to Marvin Gaye. Get a bounce in our step on cue like Kid and Play. Gwendolyn and Kendrick, our poets represent. Hold mics tight like truths that's self-evident. Yeah, we know our hero's fantastic, but gotta remember. From the land where humanity started. Left to the right, top to the floor. When I say Black History, say it's yours. Black History, it's yours. Black History, yes, it's yours.
2: Welcome back to Full Circle. Sharon Peterson here. We just heard the Black History Month rap anthem. And now, I'm proud to announce this next clip from none other than my co-host, Joy Moore. This is a clip from Joy's speech at the Women's Visionary Conference in 2019. Take it away, Joy. Language, words, come on. How about um,
5: old? Don't call me old. I'm not old, I'm aged. I'm an elder. But when you say something's old, it's like we're throwing that away in a minute. I don't like the word old. I got a job teaching high school students how to garden organically. And the very first thing, so the very first day, you know me, I'm going to tell you all about me right now. I organize people with food. I don't care what I'm talking about. It could be housing, it could be bad air, water, I don't care. I bring food before we even start. We're going to eat together. We eat together, that gives us a commonality right away. People are like, oh, this is good, or man, that don't taste too good, whatever.
7: <laughs>
5: we got something common going between us. So my very first class, we, um, I make smoothies, fruit smoothies, strawberry smoothies for them. And we have a conversation about profanity. How many of you are teaching young kids, anybody around here? They got filthy mouths. Can I tell you? Everything starts with an F. Everything. Or MF. And I'm like, it it, it just hurt, it touches my sensibility that I have to hear some child say, F you, Miss Joy. And I say, you know what, do you really mean that? Because if you want to do that, we need to go in the back. (laughs) We can't do that right here. Think about what you're saying. So, what I did was, I developed my first class, call it orientation, and I give them the opportunity and permission to use every curse word they've ever heard or can imagine. But there are two rules you have to spell it and know the definition. That cut the list down (laughs) considerably. And then I have them look it up in the dictionary. They all pull their phones out. I'm like, no, there are books over there. They're read, and they say, dictionary. Get one and look your words up. Slowed us down. We finally got the list out. And I'm going to have to say to you, it, doesn't stop, it didn't stop them from cursing, but it made them conscious of the words. And you hear somebody say, oh, don't say that. Miss Joy don't like that. Or somebody, or they'll curse and say, oh, my bad. Which means they're thinking about what they're saying for once. They've been given words. They hear people say it. It seems cool, and I'm just going to say it. Versus, hey, what does that word really mean? Is that what you really mean to say? Is that what you really want? So it changes their consciousness. And then. I started thinking about words again, and I said, okay, well, we're gonna do garden class, you're eating your smoothies, and we're gonna, g- the biggest thing we're gonna start out, because the, wo- the garden wasn't kept. first thing we're gonna do is weed, okay? <laughs> you should have seen the looks like I got. First of all, it was like, talk to the Hammers, Joy, I ain't weeding, and then the other ones was like, that's slave work, I ain't doing that. I was devastated. Because I thought I was going to have 15 kids out weeding my garden (laughs) for me and I wouldn't have to do that. They they could do it. It wouldn't work that way. Couldn't get them to do it. And if they did, they were cursing while they were doing it. So um, I thought about it and I said, you know what? What is it really that we're doing when we pluck a plant out of the ground? What are we really, really doing? First of all, we subject, we've objectified it or subjected it to our interpretation by first calling it a weed. How do, where do we get off the site and something is a weed? It's pernicious, it keeps coming back, it was there before you got there, it's gonna be there when you leave, and you didn't even put it there, it can't be a weed. What's a weed? It's, It's just like people, like janitors are not as important as brain surgeons. So we'll pluck that janitor out, but we're gonna, we gonna save that, that uh, brain surgeon. So we made a decision. So I stopped calling them weeds. They're called upstarts, unwanted plants that start up. There's no, no subjection there, I mean no judgment. They're just plants. And the thing is, they're beneficial. We just don't know what they're beneficial for. We haven't taken the time. Dandelion. How many people have ever planted a dandelion? Anybody in here? You planted a dandelion? Oh my God! These are special people right here. Dandelions. Dandelions don't need no help. Okay? They got here all on their own. And um, and I couldn't so once we had upstart, so I said, "Let's go out and upstart them." No, I changed it to meditation. So what I did for the first, next three classes, I gave them s- straight, wonderful strawberry smoothies. They loved it. We talked about things, we talked about cursing, we talked about all kinds of plans and all this stuff, three weeks straight. Then the fourth, uh, fourth week they came in, and they said, where's the smoothie? I said, well, you know what? <laughs> There's a strawberry bed over there that needs meditation. If you don't meditate that bed, we won't have any more smoothies. they was out there, Jack. <laughs> they were like, what's meditation, Miss Joy? Well, how do we do it? <laughs> I had them doing breathing meditation, silent meditation, <laughs> singing meditation, hoeing meditation, trowel meditation, hand meditations, whatever. But what I did was I gave them five minutes to imagine an area 12 by 12 free of upstarts. Five minutes, 15 kids, one bed, five minutes each. We had the bed done. So five minutes of imagining no upstarts and then five minutes of actually making that happen, the realization of that. It changed my class. I was famous because I treated, I taught them meditation and I made great smoothies. So now comes this whole revelation for me about how important words are. Oh my God, the magic of words. How can I manipulate these children with words? How can I get them to hold my land for me? <laughs> they love the word hold, can I tell you? I used it a lot. I just told them that y'all, it's ain't the same hoe. It's a different hoe.
2: (laughs) And that brings us to the end of tonight's show. Remember to check out our website kpfaapprentice.org right after the show to learn more about all the topics from tonight's show. Always consider donating what you can at kpfa.org support. We can't do this without our community support. Shout out to the Full Circle crew, our executive producer, Ms. M., Joy Moore, our production consultant, and Free Willin Franklin, the technical director. We have been your hosts tonight, Sharon Peterson and Joy Moore. And everyone, please remember while you're out there, please protect your health and also your humanity. And stay tuned to KPFA. Up next is La Honda Bajita.
11: This is pre and Franklin busting in at the controls. We're going to go out with our last few minutes here with Griot B, Medieval West Africa, Black History Rap. Good night, everyone.
0: Let me paint a little picture. picture, picture, picture Come on, picture. let me take you to a river, Niger. Soft G, like J in pajama. Yeah. Below the Sahel, we are in the Savannah, Okay, yeah. this is where we start with the blacksmith and iron smelting. People called the knock, not spear chuckers. Nope. nope, They had dagger plows and swords, plus, efficient tools led to surplus grain stored. Huh? Less time farming, more time to make. Uh-huh. Weaving sculptures that they could trade. Up and down the Niger is like an interstate, so they join villages to protect themselves from Squad up! Raiders don't want drama. This unity eventually led to the kingdom Ghana, who controls the trade of gold from the mines of Wagara with the meat preserving salt from the Sahara town to Gaza. Kings regulated trade of gold by owning all the harder than the grounded gold dust, which was used like the dollar. Soldiers hired to protect inside and, and to expand the border. Governors ran the city, monarchs hired scholars to collect a tax on every single thing in kingdom border. Court was held every day in cases, her maintain the order. Organized kingdom of official traders, golden warriors. Doesn't sound like huh? the Africa, yeah medieval West Africa, got a molly song, how the truth was coming at you, everything you thought was wrong, right? All you heard was dirt poor people in huts, they built castles and had more gold than jeep Medieval West Africa, got a molly song, how the truth was coming at you, everything you thought was wrong, right? All you heard was slaves and doing voodoo, they built colleges and libraries in Timbuktu. Okay, let's talk about Mali. Mali. 1240 Kumbi was taken by the Mali, who controls the trade of gold. Ghana's rule is declining thanks to Umayyad. Mali's religion Islamic. Islamic. Mali's famous king, Mansa Musa, made sure every soul in his land stayed true to the teachings of the Prophet. So Islamic knowledge was required and taught to all people by tutors. Iman. Mansa Musa sold about. He took the hajj, but not alone. He brought along a caravan of servants, camels. That's not all. He got to Egypt with his crew. July 1324, he stole the show. He had in tow 30,000 pounds of gold. People were in all They saw this regal man, as black as coal. Jaws dropped to the flow, and Mansa Musa start to throw gold to the people. Didn't make it rain. He made it snow. Did you know about this gold, Molly King, on his throne? Medieval West Africa. Got a Mali song. How the truth was coming at you. Everything you thought was wrong, right? All you heard was dirt poor people huts. They built castles and had more gold than King. Medieval West Africa, got a mommy song high, the truth is coming at you, everything you thought is wrong, right? All you heard was slaves and doing voodoo, they built colleges and libraries in Timbuktu. Let me teach you something else. Our journey brings us to the song high. Yeah. I know you learned a lot from the song, right? If you like learning, let's roll like parkour to Timbuktu's University of Sankore. Hey, what you mean?